This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. From the After Nine Podcast Studios, this, this is After Nine with Scott and Kat. Hey, now! Uh, yo! How are you? Great. Quick follow-up on yesterday's pod because there is a new development in the Britney and Justin thing. And don't worry. I know yesterday we did like 15 minutes on this. If you're into it, it was a good conversation. Feel free to go back and listen if you didn't hear it. But now I'm feeling a little vindicated after our conversation yesterday because I started wondering, well, maybe it is okay for her to do this. And then more excerpts from the book came Mm, out. They did. And again about Justin. Um, I wonder how much of Justin is in this book and if they're just releasing this to get people interested in the memoir and then he's not in it at all but it's a big one again I I think not as big as the pregnancy was but he cheated on her according to Brittany he cheated on her during their three-year relationship uh with another celebrity and she will not name the name of that celebrity because this celebrity has a family and she doesn't want to embarrass that celebrity but Justin does have a family and she's now this makes it clear as day to me that the only goal in all of this is just to try and shame Justin Timberlake. And I'm just not going to get behind it, Kat. I just think it's wrong that she's doing that. She could have gone about this another way. And and for context, like I said, listen to yesterday's podcast on that. D- do you see it that way? Um, I It's getting harder to it, not. It's, oh, yeah, I, I want to, here's what we'll, here, here's how I will decide. I'm going to read the memoir or listen to it, audio. I'm not sure which one because Michelle Williams, I'm interested. Um, either way, when I finish her memoir, I need to hear other names in there or else I I, I hear you on that. It seems like she's just trying to, because we understand that, listen, she's got some shit going on with the men in her life, right? She's been scorned by men. Her father's one of them. She obviously puts Justin Timberlake in that category. There's probably a number of men. And I'm wondering if it really is uh, fuck the men. And that's why she's not naming names for the women. Because there are women who do, who are more like that. Do you believe it? In that, but Justin's got a wife. What about Jessica? Yeah. It's Jessica Beale, right? Jessica Beale, yes. You know, and like- I, I, I know, um, and a family. I mean, you're, you're absolutely right. I hear you. Like I, I do. So that to me tells me when she says, "I don't want to embarrass her, whoever the celebrity is they cheat on her with," that you do want to embarrass Justin, and you're okay with that. Yeah. And it's a part of your process, you'll say, and things like that. But I want to know what what other names are named. That's basically what I'm trying to say. Like, who's to who's to know if when this book's released, we find out other shit about. Uh, Christina Aguilera, um, who all those names are named, but there's nothing negative yet. But Christina is probably wondering, what the fuck is she going to write about me specifically, right? Well, at one time they were made out to be besties and then on the Mickey Mouse Club. And then they were made out to be fierce competitors when they were both pop stars selling albums. Frenemies for a while. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of curious too. You read it and let me know because I I have zero interest. I I will. uh, Don't worry, guys. I'll read it. So I'll I'll let you know and I'll tell you whether it's just really an attack on Justin in that chapter of her life or if there's kind of some more revelations. By the way, before I get to all the other things that we're going to wow you with in this episode of After Nine, you mentioned this morning on the radio that they have extended the residency at the Sphere in Vegas for you too. That's right. Yeah. 
anybody but you two. I'm still pissed off about that album they put on my phone all those years ago. I have zero interest in seeing you two, well, but God, do I ever want to go to that venue. I hope they mix it up and bring in some other shows too. Well, that's the thing is it is a residency. And when it comes to a residency, there are people who do it for, I don't know how many days a week they're doing um, leading up to December. They're there until December, but like uh, I announced today on the radio show, they're going to be bringing it into 2024. It doesn't necessarily mean there's not other concerts happening there. There's going to be other things happening for sure. They're going to take advantage of that because a lot of people want to see it and not necessarily you too. I'm with you on that, by the way. I think if I find myself in Vegas and that's the only thing I can see at the Sphere, I'll still go just because I want to see it in the Sphere. I want to be like experience it because apparently it is quite an experience. It's like an IMAX from what I hear. But that's the thing is there's actually things during the day that you can go check out in the Sphere. They do an entire show. Yes, they do an entire show there. Um, And it's like... I know one of the themes is underwater and it's fucking cool. It's like you're in an aquarium tank. It's kind of like being at Ripley's in a way. Okay. Right? They have that, but then it morphs into something else. And there's a couple different scenes and art they call it light art. Like, I don't know what you call it. I don't know what it's called. But anyway, there are other things to check out. And during the day, they have shows as well. So if you're not into the music scene of it and you want to just see some shows, like you said, it is kind of like an IMAX, but I mean, way better. Uh, just for for show purposes. So, yeah, I'm interested to check it out. Next time I go, I will do it, whatever it is. Okay, a couple things in the news today. The uh, uh, This is great news, actually. Egypt and America and Israel have all come to an agreement, and they're going to finally allow humanitarian relief to get into Gaza. They need it so bad. They have been starved of water and electricity since what, October the 7th. Jeez. They need this. Mm-hmm. So it's a good thing that a deal got done to get that humanitarian aid in there. Uh, tonight, President Joe Biden is going to do a primetime address to, address to Americans to ask for their support to give hundreds of millions more dollars mm-hmm. to Ukraine, would get the majority of it, and Israel. Here's what they're doing. So Joe Biden is just like Trudeau, hell-bent on giving all of the money to Ukraine for lots of reasons that people will speculate about, probably money laundering. In this case, I don't know if it's money laundering or not. That's just a popular theory that's online. Allegedly, Allegedly, potentially. Maybe. Maybe. Thank you for throwing in the disclaimer. (laughs) Um, So they're going to say, we need this money. We need Congress to approve it, even though we're flat broke and interest rates are going crazy here too. We need to come up with more money because we've got to send it to Israel. But at the same time, they're going to put it in the same bill as money that they want to send to Ukraine. So it's impossible to vote against sending Ukraine any more money without also voting against sending money to Israel. Oh, boy. I'm also trying to figure out why Israel needs the money. It's a pretty wealthy nation, and they're pretty well-armed. I'm, I'm not quite sure why they would need this kind of money. Yeah, but aid is one thing, but money is another one, right? Yeah, I, I, I'll wait and I see know. what the Prez has to say tonight, but I don't imagine it's going to be that compelling. Is it live? It is. Well, they say it's live, but I'm pretty sure he's already taped it. You think so? Especially with Biden, because he's so rambling and incoherent. On Air Force One, flying back from Israel, he decided to go to the back of the plane and do an impromptu meeting with the reporters that were on the flight. Leaders do that from time to time. It's always a neat thing if you're part of the press bureau. Uh, Nobody can figure out what he was talking about. He just rambled on and on Mm -hmm. and on, and then just sort of disappeared. Like, he's not all there, Kat. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) I think everybody who's watched him speak uh, totally agrees with you. I, I asked because the network tonight, if you if you watch like network television in any capacity, Golden Bachelor's one that's airing tonight. I'm a big brother fan. Anyway, it's all bajiggity. 
if you will, because of this. But they're giving exact times. Bajiggity? Bajiggity is what I like to use. It's all like right. just when it's like a wonky. It's another term for wonky. Okay. So it's all bajiggity because of this speech. But they're giving exact times like 8.22 p.m. is when the Golden Bachelor will begin. Like, why 8.22 p.m.? So I wonder if they do have it pre-recorded. Uh, there's no reason they couldn't have. And because it is Biden, they'd certainly want it pre-recorded. It's not going to be live. Like back in the day, Obama, even Trump, could, if they wanted to, bang that off off the top of their head. Biden's doing multiple takes, I'm told, on everything. Is he back in the States or is he still there? No, he's back. Okay, so it's not like, because I was wondering, for safety reasons, maybe he's not doing it live. Okay, it makes sense that he's back then. Yeah. All right. I, he was supposed to have a whole bunch of meetings over in the Middle East, but then when that hospital allegedly got bombed, now there's disputing information about whether or not the hospital took the brunt of the blast or if it was the parking lot beside it. it not as much damage in mm. daylight as they thought initially. And, and still, uh, they're arguing over who fired the actual missile. But once that missile got fired that crashed around the hospital, all the other countries that were supposed to meet with Biden canceled on him. Imagine that. Wow. The, the president of the United States calls up the leaders of Jordan and says, hey, want to have a meeting with you. We're coming over. And a day before he was supposed to arrive, they said, you know what? Don't bother. Stay where you are. Hmm. Not good, Kat. It's not good. Here in Ontario, the public elementary teachers have voted overwhelmingly to strike. 95% of the 80,000 educators that are members of ETFO say they're prepared to walk off the job if their contract negotiations are not successful with the province. This is just public. Uh, no, because the Ontario English Catholic teachers, they decided a month ago that they were going to hold a strike vote. That actually ends today. And I have a feeling okay. they're going to vote in favor of a strike. So there's two ways you can do this. You can put it to your members and say, hey, if we don't work out a deal, do you want a strike? Or you can do what the other education unions did. And I think by and large, parents were very happy about this. They agreed with the government that we'll negotiate. Yeah. If we can't agree on something, it goes to a binding arbitration, meaning someone else, a yes. third party that's neutral, will make the final decision. I think that's the perfect compromise. I don't understand why the elementary teachers here, and probably the Catholic teachers will find out today or tomorrow, I don't understand why they're going to strike action on this. It's just not reading the room yeah. right. I don't think parents have any appetite, and I don't know if there's going to be any support for a strike if they decide to walk, because yeah. it would be in November that yeah. they go. Why wouldn't they go the arbitrary way? You know, it's, uh, I've evolved a lot on this. I used to hate the constant threat of strike action, but, you know, as I look around at the cost of living, I'll say what I said a couple of months ago about this. I, I think that teachers need to be able to afford to live in the communities where they teach. Mm -hmm. we, we can't have a whole bunch of teachers that can't afford the cost of yeah. living and, and especially not to do their job competently. And this is something we want our teachers to do well. So if they can't afford the cost of living, the cost of living crisis that we find ourselves in is 100% because of government. Mm -hmm. And it's different level of government, but it's still government that made the cost this high. So if that's what it takes to live here in Ontario, we need to have teachers. So you got to pay them. I don't love that they're going to go on strike, but they better get one hell of a raise. And while yeah. we're at it, we better give those ECEs a raise because they were promised one and they deserve it. So pay up. Got to do it. There's no mm -hmm. other way. But again, I don't want to see a strike. Uh, a new report from StatsCan says that during COVID, and I don't think this will be a surprise for people, boys and girls, young ones in school, took on far more screen time and got far less physical activity. We, I think, can assume that from sure. lockdown. Yeah. Well, Canadian teen girls, less physically active and more engaged in screen time in 2021. Boys, same trend. 
However, since then, boys' activity levels have increased to pre-pandemic levels. They bounced back. The boys are right back to normal. No rebound is evident for the girls. So the girls who got away from physical activity and got into the screens stayed with the screens, whereas the boys who got into the screens have now gone back into the physical activity, whereas girls haven't. How do they track that? That's a good who question. Who are they talking to? It's StatsCan that looks into it, yeah. and, and I'm not sure what metric they use, but yeah. it's StatsCan. I think they're generally okay. a reputable source, so something to watch for there. Yeah, and I think it's important, by the way, just a sidebar, if 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 you know that's the case, it's I hate to like force kids into doing things, right? Like, did you ever get put in that position as a kid or teen? Where your parents are like, go find something to do. You oh. can't sit around the house. I mean, it's we grew up a little bit different where we were outside a lot and doing things outside a lot and, and, and a lot of physical activity happened naturally. But yep. now it doesn't happen as often. So I feel like I'm, I'm going to be that parent that's like, you pick an activity. Like, I don't give a shit what it is, but you're not sitting on a screen. It can't be that all the time. And that's okay that they're on a screen. I think there's nothing wrong with that. There's a lot of jobs where you're going to have to be on a screen and lots of skills that you can learn while being on screens, but the physical is really still important. So pick a fucking thing, whatever it is, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll pay for it. Pick one thing and just continue to do it. Whether that's dance, gymnastics, um, I don't know, whatever, whatever it is, karate, I don't give a shit. Well, you're right though. I mean, if basically what this is saying is that parents need to realize that there's a deficit in physical activity, particularly for girls. And they want parents to try and encourage girls to go out and get a little more physically active, just like boys did. Now, I don't know if boys just did it organically or if their parents told them, fuck off and get outside. But this is basically what they're saying needs to happen for girls and probably overall for everybody. They do that daily physical activity in school. I don't know how physical it is or even what the participation level's like, but that's at least a little bit. Is that gym? Like, are you just talking about gym? What do you mean? No, like they're, all right, we're all going to dance for 10 minutes or we're all going to- They do, do that? DPA. Really? Yeah. I've ne- I, I've not, I never did that. Maybe it's not in every school. No, clearly not. Uh, Interesting. You should find out. There is yeah. a daily physical activity. No. It's just not all that demanding. Got it. It's just very like light. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we still got to do a lot more of that in schools. Sure. The dollar is taking it on the chin again, Kat. You know, I love it when I say something on the pod and a few weeks or months later, it comes true just like we told you it would. And that's exactly what's happening. The Canadian dollar down to 72.85 cents US right now. It's been hovering between 73 and 75 for a while. When it goes below 73, that's where you got to kind of raise an eyebrow and say, wait a second, what the hell is going on here? Great if you make money in American dollars. Horrible. If you have to purchase things in American dollars. Or travel. Or travel. That's the other one. You're traveling soon, aren't you? Yeah. That's going to not be cheap. I already paid for it, thank God. But that said, you bring cash when you go to those trips. Usually, right? You bring cash to do, maybe it's excursions, or you just want to, tipping money is another thing too, right? Sure, yeah. And it all costs more. It's amazing, people who don't understand how much that costs, because they'll say stuff in the States like, oh, it's only like 20 bucks. Yeah, that's like fucking $35 right now, Canadian, right? So like, and all that's that if you're paying for something in the States and I'd imagine with your son being in the States right now. Oh, school, you don't even want to know. It's crazy, right? Cat, every time I open up one of his tuition statements, I want to find a tall bridge. Yeah. It's yeah. fucking crazy. Because it's insane. Yeah. I, um, I mean, it does benefit me too because I do get paid some money in American dollars and that's great, but it certainly doesn't offset what we all spend because most of the things that come into the country, even though they're in Canadian dollars, the price of it is based on an American price, the U.S. dollar. That's why you can get a Big Mac and McDonald's in America for six bucks and it costs nine here. 
It's just the dollar, the exchange. Yeah. Maybe this is a good time to finally implement my suggestion for the NAD, the North American dollar. North American dollar. Yeah, we have talked about that before. One common currency amongst all the Americas. We'd get Mexico in on it too, maybe even the Caribbean. We'd all use the NAD and then make all kinds of NAD jokes. <laughs> okay, there's one right there. There is one. That's one for you. That's a Gen X joke because I feel like NADs kind of died when Gen X got older, but I have a Gen X story for you. Okay. Yesterday, finally got closure on a crime drama that has been unfolding for almost 20 years. The person that we all assumed killed Natalie Holloway admitted he killed Natalie Holloway. Mm -hmm. So for those who don't know, it was back in 2005. Natalie Holloway and her family were in Aruba on vacation. Natalie went to a bar and met this guy, Joran Vandersloot. I think he's Dutch. They got drunk. They went to the beach. He tried to have sex with her. She wasn't in on it. He killed her right there on the beach and threw her body in the ocean. Apparently, the way Aruba is set up, I've never been there. Looks nice. Mm -hmm. But apparently, one side of the island is beautiful, and the other side, the waters are shark-infested. He threw her in the shark-infested side of the water. So I don't know if we're ever going to find Natalie Holloway, and it's been... 18 it's years been a now. Long time, yeah. And I don't know that we ever will, but the reason he got caught is not because he's not an amazing serial killer. If you're a serial killer and you get away with two, you're pretty good. He also killed a woman in Peru, and now he's been extradited to Peru to serve jail time there. He just got 20 years as part of a plea deal yesterday, and the plea deal was this you're going to do 20 years in prison for trying to extort money out of the Holloway family to tell them where the body is or was. And if you will take this deal for just 20 years, part of the deal is you got to tell us how she died and where you put the body. Mm -hmm. So he did it yesterday. Uh, there was a news conference. This is Beth Holloway, Natalie's mom, 18 years after her daughter went missing. This is in the court yesterday. Listen to this. Today, I can tell you with certainty that after 18 years, Natalie's case is solved. It's over. Yaron Vandersloot is no longer the suspect. He is the killer. Natalie would be 36 years old today. We finally, today, we got justice. Wow. It's just one of those cases. You know the ones that just stand out, the Madeline McCain's of the world? The, mm -hmm. There's so many of them. Yeah. This was one of those cases that people were interested in. Yeah. There's Canadians who have like gone on excursions to Aruba just to look for clues based on things they've read, things they've heard, uh, memories they have from previous trips. So a lot of people were looking for this, and it just came down so uneventfully. I feel like after 18 years of being somewhat invested in this, there would have been a big announcement, like at least a 3 o'clock today we're gonna tell you who killed natalie holloway oh okay instead it just sort of happened with a flicker it was a little uneventful but i am happy for the family yeah i think that, by the way just to add on to that uneventfulness of it i think it also has to do with the meta news situation because people it would have been shared a little bit quicker and faster if that was the case i think it is amazing to me since you brought it up that news links are still blocked on social media yeah. in canada yeah Still yep. blocked. Because I did see someone post about that yesterday and said, well, I know I can't post any links, but and then post a picture of her. Like, I've been following this story, you know, much like a lot of people have. And it is good. It's almost a, it's a huge closure for the family. We know this, but it's also a closure for everybody. Because yeah. when you follow those cases and Natalie, McCann, you mentioned uh, Natalie McCann, which I'm so intrigued by. That's why I was so intrigued by the woman who claimed she could be her, Madeline McCann. You might remember we talked about that in the pod, too. 
all those things we get invested in, we get involved in because we automatically put ourselves in those positions. Like I was her age when when the uh, when she was killed in Aruba there that was I was her age so now that I hear about it I remember that time my parents not wanting me to go anywhere because they did take a trip to like Mexico with friends and they're like oh for fuck's sake <laughs> like no <laughs> so I do remember it being one of those concerns right like don't go to Aruba like Aruba has anything to do with it it's just a person that happened to be there but well you mentioned Mexico I don't go to Mexico anymore. I've been so many times that I'm done with it. I'm done with Mexico. Yeah. I'm done with Cuba. Pretty much done with uh, Dominican. Maybe if the price is right or other people are going, but there's so many islands in the Caribbean. I don't want to go to Mexico anymore. Mm-hmm. It's also kind of dangerous. Last couple times I was there, I got a weird vibe out of it. Really? Yeah. Not for me. Uh, new report on insolvencies in Canada says 51% of Canadians are within $200 or less of not being able to meet their financial obligations down to the final 200 bucks for more than half of the country. Wow. In other words, if $200 accidentally fell in the garbage can, they would not be able to pay some of their bills or their rent or their their insurance or whatever else. That's really bad, Kat. Yeah, I've never bad. seen it this bad. But maybe you're wondering, what are the holidays going to look like? Yesterday, the CEO of Walmart did a really good interview on Good Morning America and talked about everything from the cost of groceries to what's going to be hot over the holidays. Okay. You interested? Uh, Sure. Good, because I I haven't heard what he's going to say about groceries, but I did notice something about groceries just in the last week. The prices have come down a little bit. A little bit. bit. Yeah, in some cases, you're right. Which surprises me because this time of year, I thought seasonally certain things would go up a little bit or stay up. But some are going down. Or some the, are. the sales are good, too. I will say some of it is sales related. Uh, and some of it is seasonal. A yep. lot of it does happen around this time of year after the harvest. Prices do start to drop. I'll give you a quick example. For a while there in the summertime, one pork tenderloin. They wanted like 18 to $21 for one pork tenderloin. Now you can get three of them for 12 is that seasonal pig slaughtering? Uh, pig slaughtering happens all year round, as I understand it. I don't know exactly why it's cheaper, but it's much closer. I'm just wondering. To is it cheaper to transport them? Why? Why would that be? Do you know what I mean? Um, it doesn't make you want to. Like I wish we knew. Well, I would. They'll never tell us. I don't think it has anything to do with the meeting that happened in Ottawa a couple of weeks ago, where they were told, "Hey, we need to stabilize, not lower, stabilize right. prices." I don't think this is that. Apparently, around this time of year. Prices tend to drop at the grocery store a bit anyway. Okay. Uh, here's him talking about, it's John Ferner, president and CEO of Walmart. It's him talking about American Thanksgiving going to cost less this year. Where do you see prices going over the next few months? Sure. And we hear the same thing about 92% of our customers tell us they're concerned about food inflation. And, mm-hmm. and look, the purpose of, of Walmart is to save people money so they can live better. So for the last year, starting last Thanksgiving, we decided that we were going to sell the Thanksgiving meal at the same price as 2021. We repeated that for, for Easter, July 4th, back to school. And this year, finally, we're able to have a Thanksgiving basket that the prices are coming down versus a year ago. And Americans need that right now. Our customers need that right now. So we're really proud to be able to say that the price of a Thanksgiving meal is going to come down. That's good. In fact, new numbers just came out in America yesterday. We hear them here, too. How much it would cost or how much you need to make a year to be able to afford a house in Toronto. To afford a house in Toronto, you need to make over $200,000 a year now. I'll say that again. You need to make over $200,000 a year to buy an average run-of-the-mill house in Toronto. In the U.S., 
it's now up to 115,000. 115,000 US a year to afford an average home in America. Mm. The cost of living is so crazy. But uh, Christmas is coming up, and John yesterday also talked about what's going to be hot this year for the holidays. What are the hottest sellers right now? What are the hottest holiday products this year? And what do you expect to be the big sellers? Well, I think Barbie's had a really good year this yeah, year. I would from, say so. <laughs> from the movie this summer. Uh, so we're really looking forward to that. But even even just the great basics like Hot Wheels or, um, you know, those classic toys. And what we hear from customers is they want to celebrate like they used to. It's an interesting phrase we've heard a lot. We want to celebrate like we used to. So people are looking forward to getting back together and spending time with the ones they love. That is a good way to put it. Okay. I don't know if that really helps anybody when it comes to shopping for hot toys. Thanks, Richie Rich, for your look <laughs> look into the toy aisle with Hot Wheels. But people do want things to go back to the way they were. And not like the way they were 40 years ago or 50 years ago. Like the way they were like four years ago, do you five mean, years ago, six years ago. Do you mean like pre-pandemic? Pre-pandemic. Is all you mean? Pricing. Yeah. Attitude. Remember when people didn't see one thing they disagreed with on, on social media and lose their fucking mind and turn into a serial killer? Oh, for killer? shit's sakes. I mean, we have to go back 10 years for that, though. I'm uh, People started to get real fucking sensitive, I'd say, like, seven, eight years ago, even. Really? Yeah, like, pre, like even before the pandemic. You might remember. Uh, people were... Then they remain. But I think it's getting a little bit better. I'm hearing and seeing things that give me hope there. Because there were certain times where you couldn't even say some words that might offend someone out there, you know, and, and now I'm seeing a little bit more where people are not so afraid to give their opinion on something because people realize, oh yeah, everyone has an opinion on something. Which is totally okay. It's just totally okay. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Hmm. Real interesting story today in the New York Post. It is from a woman who is dating. And I'm going to get the impression that she's been scorned more than once. But she gave us one example. She was dating a guy for a while and she started getting concerned because she'd never met any of his friends or his family. Mm -hmm. That's when she found out the reason for that is she is the other woman. He was having an affair with her on his wife. Right. So she didn't want that to ever happen again. So now what she's done... And she's trying to spread the, the great news, the, the virtuous potential of this. She says, ladies, when you go out with a new guy, you need to ask for references. Nobody would let you rent an apartment without references. You wouldn't get hired for a job without references. Why would you be able to have sex with me if I can't see references? That's basically what she's saying. Yeah, okay. Um, references for dating. So in a way, we kind of do give references when you're, Especially I think back to when I was younger and I was dating, like, let's say just out of high school. 
I would ask around a little bit about that person I was dating or I'd just hear things. And that kind of is a reference in a way, right? Like, oh, I know him. You know, if he, if, if I wasn't familiar with the, the guy, let's say, oh, I know him. Um, He goes to school with blah and he's a good guy. Or, oh my gosh, I, I would avoid, right? Like we get those references as friends, but I get how it's different as adults because you just see a picture on a Tinder profile or something and you're like, I don't fucking know anything about this person. I have no connections to them. So I understand like wanting the references, but I think it's also kind of, uh, obviously she's scorned and she's kind of said that. So is that someone you would be okay with giving references? Like if you know you're a good person, I'm gonna ask you, like as a guy, when you were dating, if you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm an upstanding person, I'll give you some references. Or is that something that would give you a red flag and then you'd walk the other direction? Because um, I think it could go either way and it depends on the guy. Let me th- uh, put it this way. I read reviews all the time. I love hearing what other people think of various products and services and things like that. I have gone to restaurants that had amazing reviews where the food was just terrible. And I've been to restaurants that had bad reviews where I loved the food. So I don't necessarily buy into the review thing because it's their opinion at that moment in time. And it was heavily influenced by the mood they were in or other factors. Mm -hmm. So I don't necessarily verbatim, believe it as something out of the Bible, a review I read. And I also want to point out that uh, just because I didn't have a great relationship with this person doesn't mean I'm not good in a relationship. It just means I didn't have a good relationship with them. Maybe they had something going on that had nothing to do with me. You know, there's a lot of different ways that that review could possibly screw you up. And I think if you're going to go down this road, you've got to weigh it for for what it is because everything needs to be weighted. I would ask her, like, where's the trust in you? Like, where's the trust in yourself? Where is that at? Like, where's your intuition? You know, just because you've been scorned doesn't mean any everyone else who steps foot in your direction should have to suffer because of it. So I think that that's more a little bit of work that she needs to do on herself and go with your gut feelings and stuff like that. Because I worry if, if you are that way, where you're like, yeah, I fucking wish I had references make sure I don't get screwed over again. Again, it's, you're thinking about the past instead of thinking about the future. So that's what I would say. And we did throw out a quick Scott and Cat poll on this when we did our radio show today. Majority of people didn't like that. Uh-huh. Although they did say reviews in general can be an, an interesting concept on like social media. What if we reviewed people? Like what if on your, I don't even want to use LinkedIn. I don't even know what platform you'd do this for. Facebook, X, I mean, any number of them. What if people left your reviews on there? But like you said, all it, all it takes is one person to have a weird encounter with you one time and give you a shit review when you're like, you caught me on a bad day, dude. And relationships can be similar where you're like, you, it was a weird time for me. Yeah. Right? I don't know. My favorite is go through the reviews on like the Canadian Tire website or the Home Depot website. Doesn't matter what the product is. If assembly is required, you'll find a whole bunch of people that rate it one star because they're a fucking idiot who can't read instructions and didn't realize, oh, it says it'll take three people five days to put this together. And you're mad that it took you uh, a couple of hours. Like, read the goddamn instructions. It says right on it, you've got to put all the screws in before you tighten any of the screws. Stupid shit like that. So I think part of it is... People are dumb. Yes. Well, and but they have different expectations is the other thing, too, I'll say to that. We were talking about, you know, traveling a little while ago and, and different resorts and things like that. I've, I've been in that position where I'm about to go to a resort and I'm reading reviews and I'm like, oh, no, they're saying this and that. And then I go and I have a great freaking time. And I'm going, that person is obviously on this level of picky. 
that's not my kind of person. I want I want someone who's like more on my level to tell me what it's like and not expect like the sun, moon and stars out of everything. So it could be that way about products, about people even. Sure, it can. So we have to understand we're all different. I would tell this girl again, I, you, try using your intuition first before you do that. Like, you know, like before you go asking for reviews and, and, and references, it's kind of messed up. You know, and, and I'm going to say this too. Sometimes you got to just go with it. You just got to take a leap. And dating is a perfect example. No, I mean, I don't want anybody to inadvertently go out with a serial killer or something like that. Maybe maybe a review could have prevented something like that. <laughs> but the vast majority of the people you go out with, that's part of the fun of going out with someone new, that you do have to get to know them and things like that. You don't need to check references and know yeah. their entire family history before you go out on a date. These are things that come in the process of developing a right. relationship. You don't need to know some things in advance. You just need to know, oh, yeah, they're a good guy or uh, not for me, but you might like them. Mm-hmm. Those are basic things that maybe would be helpful. Anything beyond that is yeah. just too much. It's things that you've got to learn as you go through the process, I think. It's kind of reminiscent of those Facebook groups that you and I have talked about before on this pod about finding out if your partner's cheating on you or not. Mm. You know those ones? Yeah. And that's it gets it gets a little icky for me. It gets a little weird. But uh, nonetheless, good luck to her. I don't even know if I want to wish her luck. Uh, some people in Toronto, and not just Toronto, really all over Canada, quite angry at a discovery that was made at a scrapyard in Gormley. <laughs> Rogers Center, as you know, where the Blue Jays play, is doing a major renovation. And part of it is they're ripping some of the seats out. They're changing the sight lines and they're going to make it look a little neater. It's going to be a full-time ballpark instead of a concert hall that they play baseball in, which is what the original intention of Sky Dome was. That's right. So in this process, they take out some seats and they threw them out. Somebody was at this scrapyard and saw a massive high, a pile of blue Rogers Center seats just sitting there looking all gross and shitty at the dump. Because they were. They were gross and shitty. And I'm glad you said that because there's some who are saying, this is bullshit. They should have given them to the fans. They should have let us buy them or auctioned them off. That's what these people that complain on social media sound like to me. (laughs) This is bullshit, bro. I wanted a chair. (laughs) Didn't we on the pod when we had Dave on here, didn't Dave say he'd consider buying them if they were selling them? Yeah, Yeah. he's another one that's an asshole. So listen here, listen here. Those things have been in use for more than 30 years. Those chairs have been there since 1990 or something like that. You're not going to actually use them. And if you are, I don't want to be in your place. Thousands of asses have sat in that chair. There's gum under there. There's fucking stains. You don't want it. You might think you want it because, oh, I love the Blue Jays. What the fuck are you going to do with it? You've got to screw it down. You're going to screw it down to the hardwood in your living room? Are you going to prop it up in a carpet or put it in your bedroom? You don't want that. You have a lot of injuries. I feel like if they did allow it and they, like, let's say they sold two seats at a time at auction and they went for, like, roughly $150 for a pair of seats... You have people probably doing exactly that, taking home going, what the fuck are we going to do with this now? Yeah, <laughs> what are we going to do with this? I guarantee you go and get one of those seats, you're going to have to throw it out at some point. Yeah. And, and Roger Center said, because I don't think they expected anyone would notice a few hundred or a few thousand chairs just sitting in a landfill. But it is scrap metal, so that's why it went to that scrapyard. Uh, when people started asking questions yesterday, they said, hey, listen, 
these things are well past their their best before date here. I mean, yeah. we, we can't just give them away. If it falls apart and you get stuck in the middle with your ass wedged out the bottom, you're probably going to sue us. Yes. And we don't want that to happen. Yep, yep, they would. They'd rather take it a scrap. And to answer the question of anyone who had the question off the top and thought to themselves, where the fuck is, is Gormley anyway? It's like north of Richmond Hill, little north of Richmond Hill. Ah, it's a hamlet. A hamlet of A little Gormley. hamlet. Yeah, adorable. So shout out Gormley if you listen to the pod. <laughs> Do we have any Gormley listeners? I, I can look it, we'll up. look it up. Yeah, I can look it up. Yeah, find out. Soccer star Lionel Messi makes more money than the entire payroll of all but three teams in Major League Soccer. Dude, the soccer, the soccer studs get paid crazy money. It's wild, crazy. So listen to this: in the 2023 salary update yesterday, the MLS Players Association announced Messi had a 12 million dollar base salary with Inter Miami. Total guaranteed compensation of 20.4 million US. And the deal runs through the 2025 season. His is the highest total compensation in MLS, mm. followed by Toronto FC's Lorenzo Insigne. Is that how I say it? He gets 15.4 million. Okay. And while I think Messi is probably worth every penny, they've probably made 20 million selling Messi jerseys since he got here. Stadium sold out, huge TV ratings, endorsements up the ass. They're doing well. They made a great investment by signing Messi. And maybe this Lorenzo guy from Toronto FC is good too. I hear he's good. He's an Italian player, follow, I believe. I know. I don't follow them. But hold on a second here. Toronto FC is MLSE. They're paying this guy $15.4 million a season. Mm-hmm. You mean to tell me that in all of MLSE, there's a soccer player making more than Austin Matthews, Mitch oh, Marner, dude. William Nylander, yeah. John Tavares, making more than every one of the yeah. Maple Leafs by a mile. Yeah. This team plays once a week. They've got a fraction of the yeah. number of home games where they can actually generate revenue that the Leafs do. How can they afford to do that? More countries, though, watch that. MLS soccer? Really? Uh, uh, probably. There's some people that are so into soccer or football, if you will, uh, you know, I have relatives included who are such fans that they watch all games at all hours from all over the world in every single league that you could imagine. And it's like that. If you're a fan of the, that sport, I find particularly, you're a fan of every kind of league and you'll watch it. And I mean, hockey's really only, people only give a shit for the most part in North America. I know, obviously people care about hockey in other places in the world for sure. But I mean, in terms of, the value that these players give to those teams, it's high. The teams make a shit ton of money based on whatever player is playing. We know this. Maybe, yeah. I, I don't want to shit on this Lorenzo guy. Again, I don't follow I don't know MLS either. soccer I, I, I at all. Know. I don't know. I, I really don't know. Growing league, which is great, good for them. I just find it hard to believe that in all of MLSE, all the athletes that fall under the banners from the Leafs, the Raptors, the Argos, Toronto FC, and the list goes on. He's the highest paid one. I'm thinking about now that you said that all of the like the greats in their in their professions, like the LeBron James and, and stuff like that of basketball, right? He's making forty seven point six mil right now. Okay. 
That's a good salary. Yeah, it's a yeah, good salary. You're doing okay. Yeah, he's doing fine. You know, if he wants he's to go fine. on a trip, he doesn't need to save. That's the thing. It's like, but it is it is interesting. I, I hear what you're saying, where some people just make a shit ton more than others. It's not fair. And then you look at the women in the sports, too. And it's, But again, it all comes down to who's watching and merch. And it's business, right? It's business. Let That's all ha- it is. And I'm glad you said that. Let me ask you about that. There's a big push right now for the WNBA. Big push now for this new all-women's professional hockey league. And that's great. Hey, by all means, if there's a market out there for it, let's play. But they do get very minuscule salaries compared Mm -hmm. to the men. And there are some people out there who say, doesn't matter. Same sport, same job. They should get paid the same amount. And I'm wondering if if you or anyone else could get behind whoever the the stud player is for the Toronto Six women's professional hockey team should make exactly the same amount as Austin Matthews or Mitch Marner. Because that's kind of what some people are arguing for when there's just no way that the incoming revenue could match what the Leafs revenue is to be able to afford those salaries. That's it. It's not realistic. It's a lovely thought, but it's not a realistic one. The the teams will go under. You want the league to go under? Start paying them the same amount that you're paying the, the players on the other side. It's shit. It sucks. I understand the people who are fighting for it want it because they want to be able to say it's equal pay, but it's not equal revenue. So those those leagues will go under very quickly. They can't afford to pay it. It's they business. just can't. It's true. It is true. If you want to do uh, the world of women's sports a favor, start watching it more. Start buying the merch because then the players will be able to make that money. And if you're not doing that, there's a fucking reason why they're not getting paid that. One more in the world of sports while we're here. And I didn't even intend to go into sports. It just kind of went that way. Yeah, and I, here I, we are. I like it. Brazilian soccer star, one of the most recognizable soccer players on the world, arguably, next to maybe Messi, Neymar, was playing in a World Cup qualifying game, which they lost against Uruguay on Tuesday. He plays for Brazil. Blew out his ACL and his meniscus. Surgery. He's going to be out for a year. Mm, Does he still get paid his full salary? He does. Obviously. And this is a risk that some of these pro sports teams run is, yeah, you can go ahead and pay these people all you want. Look at the New York Jets and how much money they're paying Aaron Rodgers. He got injured on the first fucking drive of the season and hasn't played since. But you still got to pay the athletes the money even though they're not playing. That's right. And I guess that's that's one of the attractive parts about playing for a pro sports team as opposed to being in an individual sport. If you're a pro golfer and you get hurt, you're fucked. You don't get a check unless you win. That's right. You do get paid if you if you have a hangnail and need to miss a few games. You're still going to get paid. Yeah. There's not really a ton of incentive to play through it. If you're a shitty player, you still get pay- Even paid. Even if you're shit. If you fucking just suck dick first game in <laughs> and benched, you're still getting paid. Wild, isn't it's it? It's wild. Uh, a quick congratulations to our many friends and listeners in Fergus, Ontario and Stratford, Ontario. Yeah, Good for you guys. I had no idea about this until you talked about it today. Uber just announced Uber Eats is finally available in Fergus and Stratford. Why were they not before? They just hadn't rolled it out there yet. Interesting. So they have now, and Uber says they're trying to expand to 275 cities across Canada. Great. They're on their way to doing it, but they're not there. I think for all of us who do just have Uber Eats and have for years, it's kind of shocking to hear that there's places not far from here that don't. Well, and this is great for people who are looking for the jobs, right? I'm sure if you dug deep enough, or maybe people know, you could find people who are driving for Uber Eats from Stratford, but had to drive over to anywhere else that's around them that actually had that service in play. This will also employ people, right? This is also good for that gig economy um, there. And if you're a restaurant there, 
It's, I'm assuming it's good news. I know there's fees associated with it. You have to decide for you if it makes sense, but it's a good way to get your business out there a little bit more. Finally, before we go, one last thing. Can we talk about your Peloton that got delivered oh, yesterday? Oh, for fuck's sake, guys. <laughs> oh, my God. So remember on the podcast? Li- this was yesterday. You know what would be funny? To go back and listen to that, my hopeful self. Like, guys, my Peloton's getting delivered, and I'm thinking they're going to bring it right into my house. I'm going to see if I can talk them into bringing it into another door. But they'll bring it into the main door at least, right? Yeah. Wow. I was so full of hope. I'm sure it's a beautiful thing to listen back to and listen to how ridiculous I sound now. So I'm home. What happens is when you order these things, these big, bigger items on Amazon, they give you a window of time, which is lovely. You pick a day and a window of time. So it'll get delivered on a day that you're going to be present. And that's a lovely thing. So I'm appreciative of that. So I picked my day. I had a lot of stuff going on at my house last week. So I'm like, okay, so I'm going to get it delivered on Wednesday. So I set up my date and time. Cool. And I'm and I'm got my eye on the nest and everything's fine. But I did some work. I was working yesterday from home. And as I'm doing work, I wasn't really paying attention to the camera constantly, but I thought they'll ring the doorbell anyway. It's all good. And then I just get a notification. Package left. And an Amazon notification. Package delivered. Excuse me? They placed this like 300 pound package on my front porch, right in front of my door, by the way. Peaced out. Just dipped. Did not even ring the doorbell. Isn't it, like, wouldn't it be a nice courtesy? Like, you knew that I set this time up on purpose. I just want you to bring it into the hallway at least. That's fine if you don't want to go around. I probably would have tried to, like, bribe them a little bit with a little bit of money to bring it around. They don't know that now. Too late. So sad. Too bad. I kind of don't blame them. Unless it specifically says you got to bring it into the house. These guys... Whether they do or don't bring it in the house, they've done their job. They got it to you. So I don't blame them. If they'd actually rung the doorbell, maybe you would have come out and said, hey, do you mind carrying it around the back and in through the sliding door? I don't even care. Front door would have been fine. Like, I don't give a shit. They don't want to do that shit at all. They they did their job. They got it to your front porch and said, fuck her. She can figure it out. Yeah. And that's what you did. And I was outside on the front porch (laughs) with this massive box, super heavy. Dumb me. I attempted to, to try to at least pick up one part of it so I could slide it through the door, right? So I'm like, okay. So if I, I'm thinking in my head, if I pick it up by one end and pull it toward the door, I can zip around to the other end and push it in. Oh, yeah. I, I like where you're going with this. I didn't even get a chance to, I, I, I almost broke my finger on the box. They had these little handles on the box, useless as shit. Almost broke my finger trying to pick this box up because the cardboard ripped <laughs> I tried to do it. Why would you even try to lift a 300-pound box? Uh, Look at you. Stupidity. So then, I, oh, so then I'm like, brilliant. Cat, open the box up, and I'm sure there's pieces. And take it out one piece at a time and put it into the house, right? Fine. So I open up the box right there on the porch. And by the way, for some reason of all the days yesterday, all my neighbors are around. My next-door neighbor's saying hi. There's just hustle and bustle. Someone's getting work done across the street. Waving to them. Anyway, very busy situation. And here I am like an asshole trying to bring this 300-pound box into my house. (laughs) So I open the box up and I get two boxes out. Light as a feather. Didn't help at all. Didn't reduce the weight even a little bit. Not even a touch. So I'm sitting there going, okay, I'm going to have to like leave it out here and call someone to help me. Like I have to call someone to help me bring it in. My husband's been away. So I'm like, oh, okay. So as I'm thinking like, what sucker can I call? (laughs) Come over and help me. Who's the most gullible person I know? You know what happened though? 
what a sweetheart. There was a gentleman that watched me struggle and approached. He was doing hydro readings in the area. Like I told you, it was for some reason yesterday, all these people were out. And he said, I couldn't help but notice that you're struggling a bit. (laughs) (laughs) Could you hear me swearing from the other side of the street? Okay. And he's like, can I help you? And I was like, okay, well, it's really heavy though. And he, he of course, made me look like an asshole. Because he's like, oh yeah, no, I got it. And he lifted it up and then together we slid it in through the door. But thank you to that really kind person who was like hesitant to say anything because, you know, he didn't want to be like that weird person. I get it though. I mean, I've been in situations like that. I saw a woman struggling to get her, she had a kid and groceries to put in her car. And I was, I had two bags and one green box. I threw that in my car. I saw her struggling and I thought, I should help her, but I also don't want to approach her in a parking lot and freak her out and shit like that. So I was just kind of like from a distance trying to make a little noise so she knew I was there before she turned around and and then do the, hey, would you like a hand? I don't mind. I'm not busy here. But sometimes people are weird about getting approached. So it sounds like he handled it well. Yeah, I was happy to have his help for sure. (laughs) Anyway, that was embarrassing. And I didn't even put the Peloton together yet (laughs) because I was so exhausted. I was so exhausted from doing that whole ordeal. Well, maybe they'll be doing water readings in the area and you can get that guy to put it together. (laughs) I'll just stick my head out the door and see who's around. Like, excuse me. Anybody like student painters, anybody doing brush concrete? Honestly. Guys, we got to go. Have a fantastic throwback Thursday. Uh, Tomorrow, Scott and Kat's 10K Chicken returns Mm -hmm. just after 8 a.m. That's on 91.5 The Beat Kitchener and Energy 95.3 everywhere else. And tomorrow morning, we're giving away Carrie Underwood tickets. We are. We're giving away for the, of course, the, what is it, Made in, what is it called? What do they call it? The Made in in the Hammer. Made in the Hammer. Grey Cup Music Festival. Very cool. So that'll be fun. We're going to, we don't play Carrie Underwood, but. Well, we'll give away tickets to see her. Yeah, people like her. People they, like they know her. who she is. That's so. the thing, right? So uh, there you go. There's from free, free stuff. Now, Dave is back from his trip tomorrow, but not able to join us on the pod tomorrow. Is that correct? No, he's just constantly fucking around. He's, um, he's <laughs> away right now. It's funny. His wife has got business to attend to, and so she's away on business, but... Because they've still got the little one, the little one had to go with her, but she couldn't do anything with the little one because she was on a business trip. So Dave is basically just tagging along as a babysitter right now. Right. Not that you babysit your he's own a kids. Father, but yeah. He's a father, but yeah. <laughs> but he's assisting in helping her because she has to go everywhere. The baby has to go everywhere she goes right now. Right. It's the first time in years that I get instant replies from Dave because he's just laying on a bed in a hotel room somewhere in Atlanta just with chilling. the baby. Yeah, he's just fucking screwing around. Oh, all right. So could have sent him down with a microphone to do the podcast remotely, but... He's got to carry all the other baby things, though. It's a lot of shit. They come with a lot of accessories. No room for a Comrex because he packed a car seat. Have a great day, everybody. We will catch you right back here tomorrow with another After 9. Bye-bye.